Hello and welcome to Film Festival Reviews. This is Christina Kotlar and I'm in Park City, Utah for Sundance and Slamdance Film Festivals. Slamdance is in its 21st year and it's a film festival for filmmakers by filmmakers. And I've been recently turned on to this North American premiere across the sea, a beautifully made Turkish film. Very excited to have co-directors, co-writers, Nisan Dag, Ezra Saidam here with me for a conversation about how they got involved in making this incredibly sophisticated love story. It just got everyone involved in this whirlpool of emotion. Enjoy the show. What I read into it crosses every age and um, gender, genre. It just brings the past Mm. loves and lives that people have lived through. How did, I mean, you're so young. I, I can't imagine you living through these lives or you may know people from stories. How, really, how did it germinate? And it's probably a combination of things. Uh, well, that's a very interesting question that we've been having in our heads for such a long time. I think, you know, we are living our lives. I'm 30, she's right now 28. We, she was 26, I was 20. Eight or 29 when we were shooting the film and um, you know we have our past our present and but we also think about our future and our possible futures looking at other people other couples other uh, lifestyles we think if we're gonna be like them or like other people so all these combinations or like possibilities always play in our head so that's it's almost like two alternative realities, yeah. and you know, you choose one, but the other one, the other world, is still continuing to live within you like a ghost, and it's you know disturbing and bothering you when you're going to sleep and like, hey, like what yeah. if? That question of what if. So it's, that's what inspired us. It was a very personal story for both of us. She actually had it as a short idea at first. Mm-hmm. She had a short script and she pitched it to me when we were on a screenwriting vacation. We went in the winter to Cape Town, uh, Cape Cod, and you know everyone was in Thanksgiving with their families and we were these two Turkish girls with nowhere to go. So we were like, hell, let's just take our laptops and you know go write. I think it was when uh, you told me that story and you know we both have a similar past that we share and that sort of attached us together as well as yeah. it atta- attached us to the story. Yeah. Well, also, uh, I don't know if it's somehow relevant, uh, but I used to read a lot of Nabokov's novels. Like, you know, he wrote Lolita. Be- before that, he always wrote novels that had, like, double double characters. Like, they would one person would be living in another country and then he would have a journey and see the other one. And in reality, he actually had moved to the United States from Russia with his uh, Jewish uh, wife when things were getting fish, uh, bad. So, and I realized that almost there was this, like, jealousy or, like, like he was living his life in the States, but he also wants to pretend that he didn't live his past life. Like, he had to exist, coexist in both um, lives. 
So both cultures. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Let me just ask you to pronounce your names because I sure. didn't want to say it incorrectly. So and my name is Estra. Um, yeah, mine is Nissan Da. So Nissan is kind of like the car. And da is like as if you're saying like da, you know. You know, at first, you know, you think, okay, this is about a woman and her journey and everything. But then I see it as a story about the two men. Very, it, it comes up very, very well and, and it has a lot of strength and it's, it's their story. Yeah, when you think about what happens to them and what, what kind of actions they have to take, it's definitely also their story. I agree with that, but when we were thinking about them, we, um, they were actually very similar, but the execution of their um, attributes in their lives was different. For example, both of them are like protective, but one of them is more like financially protective, like he wants to buy the house to the woman, and the other, and the other one, one can come and take the octopus out. Yeah, and like they try to be, um, they try to stay calm as much as possible. Uh, but speaking of the, yeah, the uh, other characters... Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, you say I was going to say, um, th that's about the characters and then they're similar, but like coming back to like their stories within themselves, actually when we were making the film, we were interested in exploring different kinds of love. Yeah. So, you know, the, the love that you know a, a sibling feels towards a brother, or, you know, two best friends have. So, also, like, the, the kind of love between Kevin and Damla is different than the kind of love between Barack and Damla. There's another layer that is between the little girl and her Abi, which means brother, Barack. Mm -hmm. So, I think all, all we have a lot of characters, actually, in the film, and believe us, they had way more stories and backstories that were in our head, but the, the film can only be so long, so, you know, we try to cram in as much as we can without making yeah. it too crowded. But I think, also, you did, I think you did that well with, it, with bits and pieces there that weren't overdone, and I think that's, that is um, very sophisticated. You know, for first-time filmmakers, right? For yeah. you know, I mean, I know I'm sure you had projects and everything, but this is, it's you. you know, be this, beautifully done. Thank you. Like this mm -hmm. experience made us think that, you know, that's like our first feature film. You know, we we really think about our each scene and like you know we think about production design and its meaning to the characters. But then we, I mean, throughout the editing, we realized that oh my God. I, I wonder how many films had how many more symbols or stuff uh, in other films and were not noticed. Uh, that's what I realized. Someone mentioned that, they, that you put in, um, like, going home or something in the beginning. Yeah, homesick. Homesick. Yeah. There was a graffiti. Right. And she's looking out, out the window. And it's read, it read homesick. Yeah, but that that was actually a happy accident. But but for example, uh, there's a scene that we didn't have uh, because uh, that was supposed to be at the end. It was Brock's scene. He was back home after Domna left, and he was peeling uh, peaches peaches on his, at his porch on his porch. And even though his girlfriend was not around, her dress. Was at the back with the wind. It was lingering. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. lingering. Yeah. So like you don't know what's gonna happen to him as well. Mm -hmm. Like if they're gonna be. But 
we love that kind of yeah. storytelling. Like it's like a ten layer cake, and someone can choose to eat just the top layer, or someone can dive through all eat all the layers. So it's nice that like we no no single person takes the same thing out of the yeah. film. Everyone can take whatever they're open to, and you know it's interesting because some people notice that, for instance, this character Asla, who is hanging out with Kevin in the city. She actually um, used to have a crush on Donna, and you know, and she As puts the blanket on her and she kisses her. Like, but it's just really subtle detail, and we don't want it to be like in everyone's face. But uh, some people get it, and it's fun for us too. So we, we listen to people, and they're like, oh, "Right, you got that part, and you got this part." So I, I was thinking about when maybe she had the. Um, she was the reason that was the cause for Donna to leave, and that she had some, wanted to break. Or up with Burak and and did something there. I mean, I I have a crazy imagination. I like too. that people have like different uh, yeah takes on nice. her. For example, my father thought that she was actually apologizing to Dama uh, by kissing her because she kind of spilled out uh, spilled out her secrets. Yeah. And we don't so, want to correct it, yeah. you know. No. So whatever is your version of it is is <laughs> yeah. the right one. Right. Yeah. That that was yeah. that was beautiful. And how much. Um, how much leeway did you give the actors to bring in their own aspect like, to it? I think our uh, rehearsal starts in the script process. Like we really, we really pay attention to casting, and like we cast it, we cast actually Brock uh, 15, 16 months ago before the production, and then Damla a year before the production, Jacob like six months or seven months before the production, and actually since there. Uh, great, very talented actors. Um, it's very easy to start the rehearsals during the script. We we tell what the story means to us, and they totally get it. And so when it's the rehearsal time, we just tell them little tweaks. Or it's rehearsals were mostly about getting used to each other, like warming up to film almost, because everybody had a great sense of. Uh, their characters, and sometimes we would challenge each other. No, I think he should do that. No, I think you, he should do that. So I really like when actors, you know, fight with you about their characters. <laughs> it means they really care. They really own the character. Right. Uh, I really enjoy it. I don't know how much actors enjoy it, but, uh, but I don't know what you want to say about that. Uh, they, we also had good communication, so we. When we had like small notes, we all know what each other meant as well. So that gave us some freedom. We also were able to trust them to improvise some yeah. scenes. Mm -hmm. and we, also interesting, we had some scenes that we wrote that we knew actually that at the end of the scene, it's like a good point that um, it's like a, we let them improvise. But they just act the scene that we wrote. And when the scene ends, it's when their improvisation begins. We just prepare them to the moments where we want the actual material to come out. And that did actually work out. In some of the scenes, we just ended up in, in the editing, just cutting the part that we wrote and just used yeah. whatever happened afterwards. But that, that was sort of planned that, you know... Because I think that's also a, a, an exercise when you do, like, improvisation... Like it's good to have some text to get you to some point instead of starting with improvisation right away, just getting to a point and then 
after then you can just like flow. It's like so jazz. Oh, exactly. It's like jazz musicians. But also depends yeah. on the actor's, um, you know, ability, ability or, or needs and skills. But sometimes they also have to get out of their comfort zone, and when they feel frustrated, frustrated about getting out of their comfort zone, actually sometimes it really helps to the scene too. Um, so it's a lot of directors seem to do that. So when you got to, but that's what it's all about, yeah. you know, yeah. being able to do that. Is that your background? Do you have like some experience in your background, or is it from the school that was very important to Bottom. to get to this point? Yeah, I think both of us has some acting experience. I had uh, acting classes in New York, HBCOs also in college. Also, that we both of us had that class. It's called Directing the Actors at Columbia Film Graduate Film Program. And the first classes of your, uh, I mean, first lessons you had to act to get into the brain of the actors. And it really, really helps. Um, yeah, I did theater actually for yeah. three years. I was doing plays from like Shakespeare, Lorca, Chekhov. So that was a good experience that you can get into the shoes of an actor. You you know better to easier to empathize with them. So that was helpful. But still, back then when I was doing theater, actually I was doing stop motion animation with puppets. So it was interesting transition. I, I've done stop motion for a couple of years, and then I switched to live action. And that transition was a bit tricky for me because, you know, puppets, like, stay there and they don't get hungry or they don't need anything. They don't need motivation, you know, they're just like for you like that for hours. And so, you know, that transition was a bit tricky. And I think that's why Columbia program was yeah. super helpful, the, the directing the actor classes was great. And, you know, doing all the shorts and warming up. So when I got to the point of making the feature, I was feeling more comfortable. Well... Technically, it's beautiful, and everybody was saying what what Josh, you know, Mandel said when I asked him. It was last year he gave us a good film to oh, see, yeah, and I okay. saw him the night before. I said, Josh, give me a <laughs> you know a couple of films. Where are the best ones? And he, the way he introduced the film, yeah. it was absolutely the way he set it up for me. He said it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful film. You have to go see it. It's very and. I, I trust him, so I said we have to be there. So tell me a little bit about how you des how you designed it because it is so the exoticness of it. Number one, the light and the using the camera techniques that you know you've used. Yeah, I think we first of all uh, we sh the summer before the shoot we went to the location with our cinematographer, which was a huge help I think. We, I mean, I was familiar with the location. I was uh, there since the age of zero. It was my summer town. But we, I took Nissan there, and I love cinematographer. And um, so we scouted locations. I really believed that it had a spirit to be seen on screen. Uh, and also we tried, and, um, the location became very emotional for us. I mean, it was emotional, nostalgically for me, but for both of us, when our actor also came to the location scout uh, trip that we had, and we had a test shoot with him and the little girl who played Mina, so, uh, and that was the first stage of uh, creating the atmosphere, and then 
uh, you can talk about like yeah. about the colors and stuff. So uh, also like seeing the location a year before, yeah. you actually know what you have, what are the options, and we have some scenes in mind, but we don't, we're not sure where to shoot it. So we decided like, oh, this scene can take place in here, and and later on we kept writing after that summer, and you know knowing the location and having specific places definitely helped visually design it. And we had an amazing cinematographer, of course, but we, we shot with an Alexa. We had cook lenses, which was definitely helpful. Yeah. And stylistically, we wanted to go with... Um, we don't have any many wide shots in the film. Yeah. Um, usually, we use it very sparingly. You know, like, there's a moment when they're in the bay, like, we're so close with them, and he said, like, imagine this is the whole world. Yeah. And then we, <laughs> we cut to the super, super wide shot that no. we haven't seen that wide of a shot in the whole film so far. So, you know, I... I, I like that idea, like where we when we use it sparingly, it's effective, and also being very close with the characters, being super close all the time, yeah. and you know following them for a long time, and you know not being too cutty. It, it I think it, it helps you know make you feel more with them. So some people feel like they're suffocating, but I think that's a good thing. You know they're like so. It's like so uptight, and they're so like in, in it. So it's it should be something. Well, it, it's also way. there's there's all these um, these memories and these moments that are locked away. I mean, people put things away in boxes inside, and they don't open them up. Yeah. And your film has opened up. You know, you could feel it inside. It's like really. You know, yeah. I was able to feel. I don't know if you did, but, but I I did because I was going through it. I'm going. <laughs> Where did they, you know, come up with this? Because this is something that is cumulative over a lifetime. So one good thing was that, um, so Damla, our actress, was staying with us in in the house, in the same house with us, uh, and the summertime, and right across our house, but there was a courtyard, uh, and across our house, there was the house where Burak was staying, so they would... Having they would be having their method uh, rehearsals <laughs> like at night they would stare each at each other like from the window <laughs> from the window from the roof and like from tension. the window <laughs> so and then Kevin uh, Jacob who plays Kevin he would joke around the summer <laughs> summertime and then he would get angry and Jacob probably. was staying in a hotel yeah. like twenty minutes away with the rest of the crew so that's what, and so he automatically was like an outsider when he, when he came. <laughs> To the summer town, but Damla and Burak's character—they were staying there. And also, and also, Damla the day before the production, they knew each other from Istanbul, where when they had rehearsals. But the day before the production, she took him, she took Jacob to the beach and got married with like a leaf. Uh, they put ear, uh, they made a ring out of a leaf. And like they got married, and she came back. <laughs> we were having like a production meeting, or something. and then she came with Jacob, married. and they're like, "We're married now." <laughs> I mean, we also had a great crew too, but especially our actors. We were very lucky. You had a lot of the crew here uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. 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 we're team. Yeah. We believe in international crews. <laughs> we have our editor here. Yeah, um, from Turkey, and we have. Uh, we had Damla, she's back already, because she's like the star of this hit TV Prime show in Turkey. Show, yeah. So, you know, we can't have her away for so many days. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Her yeah. eyes are like enchanting. Yeah. Very yeah. much, you know, you could see why an American, all-American boy would would 
I mean, it's like the classic story. They fall in love with the exotic, you know, and this mm. mysterious exotic woman who has a, a secret and has a past, and then and they don't really want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And like she has the her features are very different. It's not like Turkish or like you could she could belong to any country if really she wanted. You know, it's that makes her even more mysterious. Yeah. A more foreign, like unexplored, foreign, exotic woman. <laughs> did you know that you wanted her, or did you have to? Did you choose a, uh, go through and talk no, to no, a lot of we, other actors? We really actors. knew that we wanted her. There was a film where she acted. She she was pro basically the more local high school version of Dama character, um, but um, it was obviously different. But we could see that little fun fatale style in that film and we at that point we knew that she was mm. her and also the fact that they were friends with uh, Rifat who played Brooke was a huge plus because you know in the rehearsals it's hard to establish that, that past they can act like they have a past but the fact that they have a some kind of a friendship past it really really helped us so that we could focus on other tensions on top of that and their uh, worked really yeah. well. So. And, a, and the little girl, she's a little femme fatale also. Yeah, she yeah, will be she trouble. <laughs> she's a little with trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it, was trouble. <laughs> it was hard to get her to act on yeah. set. But, yeah. but like, the, we had to go crazy. Like I, I played little games with her. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> luckily her parts weren't like driving the story forward plot-wise, so it gave us the freedom to be more flexible with what we do with her. But, but we didn't want to like mechanically take some yeah. lines, lines, lines out of her. We just wanted, because the way she is is amazing, just the way she's yeah. the raw version of her. So we wanted to make sure we don't destroy that rawness. So we just yeah. somehow found ways of like, for, for instance, when she was like waving goodbye to the car at the end, I was across from her <laughs> playing mirror. You know, so I was like waving at her, but otherwise, if you're like, okay, now you're really sad and your friend is going so wave, it wouldn't it work. work. That way. Yeah, and funny. also, you know, our AD assistant director, he was a bit not a bit, but all, he was worried about her because she's not not like a trained, obviously trained actress because she's like five and a half. But we told him that listen, imagine that this is a we are shooting lions in national geography and mm -hmm. uh, what she does by herself naturally is a gem yeah. actually so we and should also, just also like it just took a little extra time yeah, and that's it. people in the crew were sometimes getting disappointed so i said listen if if we had a steady cam shot we know that it's going to be awesome but it's going to take 45 minutes to set, set it, up. it up but nobody complains right because that's the way it is so let's think about this girl like a steady cam <laughs> she just she's just going to take extra 45 minutes but it's going to be amazing so, and it's funny you know that should be the, the mentality sometimes and, but that's really great the way you were working with your yeah. crew about that so yeah and the, it's that way crazy because she could feel it when this mm. crew was not uh, had trusting her, her trusting yeah. her she would just block so everyone wanted to murder her. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when we said, okay, we're going to go with her, believe or not, she's going to be with us forever. So just deal with it. And they started to hug her and kiss her. Blah, blah. So after that, she was more relaxed. Yeah. It's, it's, I think she, she, I mean, she's a human being. Yeah. If you walk in a room and even if it's not outspoken, 
But she everyone is not trusting you in the room. You can just feel it. And sh I think she felt that too. So Well, that was but great that I, uh, you were able to deal with flexible. that. Yeah, they, you know, I think you also had a talk with them. Like, please, like, yeah. she, she said it this openly. Like, she's feeling this negative energy. Yeah. Let's please be more open and warm towards yeah. her. So, I mean, and she's so cute. You know? Oh, you know, I know. Like, I, know. <laughs> the whole I could see how she falls in love, you know. And yeah. I, I know I know those little girls, yeah. you know, that they they just do. They fall in love, you know. With, they, they, uh, he, she fell in love. Like, like Brad, like Brad. <laughs> at, at the age of four, she was keeping his shirt. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. It's so cute. Yeah, it's so cute. But that's going to be another part. That'll probably be another story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, what's next? Uh, what's next? So, we've been working on projects. Um, uh, well, we said we told ourselves that you know, even though we might not like co-direct together, we will be always involved because collaboration and friendship through works are. You know, it's you realize that it's special once it's so you valuable once so you lose it, and it's like black and dumb actually. So, <laughs> uh, so basically, we're gonna really help each other. But you know, this story was a miracle in terms of our co-directing because. I'm more into drama and stuff, but she's more into, she used to be I like sci-fi, yeah. fantastic films, fantastic films. Yeah, so. so we're working on like different projects. Uh, <clears throat> I have uh, two in mind, one of them is like in South Africa, it's about two paramedics, and one of them has a dark past and he does it as a redemption. I'm gonna go to South Africa to research. On paramedics more. I have some contacts for you, and um, yeah. you know that's it is a wonderful thing when you do find that uh, compatibility, and you yeah. will always be crossing paths, and I'm sure you'll always be finding uh, some ways to work together. Yeah. So, so that's wonderful. And I, I did record some of the interviews, that, you know, at, at the screening yesterday. Oh. So I have okay. I have that as well, Very and cool. I put a podcast together. But sure, yeah. and, uh, and I look forward to, to seeing more work from both of you, and I'm, and good luck with this film because it's got it does have such a good. Um, a good vibe, number one, mm -hmm. you know, and it's beautifully done. And so, okay, um, I, I'm we're both in, in Istanbul, but we also are still kind of based in New York, you know, trying to be back and forth. And my like, dream is to see the High Sophia. Oh, yeah. it shouldn't be a dream. It's you should. Yeah, just I should. I want to and come. And if you come, please let us know. We'll be your yeah. personal tour guide. Exactly. Oh, it would yeah. be lovely. We're going to continue our conversation in New York over a cup of Turkish coffee and uh, find out more about uh, what makes the human heart uh, break and mend and break and be resilient and go on and then go to the next project. Keep an eye out for these two. This is... Christina Kotlar, and to read more about it, go to filmfestivalreviews.com, and thanks for listening. <laughs>